Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rothko Chapel virtually. My name is Ashley Klimmer. I'm the Director of Programs and Community Engagement. And I am elated to welcome you for our monthly series, 12 Moments, Experiencing Spiritual and Faith Traditions. This is our first virtual program of the season. So we're really excited to offer this time with you today. For those of you who've been to the Rothko Chapel and you're familiar with the space, you know that we've been closed for the last year and we have just recently completed all of the restoration, including this amazing skylight, which you'll have the opportunity to see in the near future, and also the grounds. But unfortunately, due to COVID, we're not able to open to the public yet. However, we're really delighted to be able to have this time, the first Wednesday of the month from 12 to 1, to provide you with an opportunity to come, to reset, and to have a little chapel time. I also want to note that we have our new grounds, which include beautiful trees and benches, and that's also an opportunity for you to come if you need some nature and to get out of your home to be able to sit with yourself or with a friend. So for those of you who are not familiar with the Rothko Chapel, we are located in the Montrose community in Houston, Texas. And this space is the complete work of art of artist Mark Rothko, including the 14 monumental paintings that surround me. And since 1971, this has been a space open every single day of the year to all for contemplation and reflection. And we also have a long history of providing programming at the intersection of art, spirituality, and human rights. So today's offering is Facing Challenges with Mindfulness, a practice for parents and children led by Aset Hatep. If you're like me, I know there's a lot of anxiety and fear in this moment as we learn more about COVID, the heightened anxiety around returning back to work or school, and then just the realities that we're seeing in the news every day around the racial injustice that continues to occur in our country. So this offering, the intention for it is to provide a practice to give you some tools, to give us all some tools for how to release judgment, negativity, and attachments, helping us move into a space of understanding and unconditional love. And with us today is a new chapel friend, which we're delighted to have here with us, Aset Hetep. She is the founder of Shemsu Ra Inc. It's a nonprofit organization that's dedicated to helping spread divine light, love, peace, wisdom, harmony, order, and equanimity throughout the world. We really need that, so thank you for doing this work. She is a certified yoga instructor, Reiki practitioner, and teacher. And like with what she's going to be doing with us today, she teaches classes on how to effectively meditate. So today's meditation will last the entire practice about 40 minutes, and it will be followed by some time for a Q&A. So once the meditation comes to a close, there will be an opportunity for you to type in your questions, and then we'll transition to that opportunity for her to reflect um, and respond to you. So with that, please join me in welcoming Aset. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Ashley, for that wonderful introduction. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Dua, greetings to all of you wonderful souls who have chosen, chosen to share your time and space with me and this wonderful space, uh, at this wonderful space and with the Rothko Chapel. The term dua actually is an ancient Kemetic or ancient Egyptian word or term that means adoration to the divinity in you. And when we do this hand posture, it's actually a form of what we would call today Reiki. I am actually extending myself to you. I'm sending you my divine energy and I'm receiving yours. So again, dua to all of you who have chosen to share this time and space with me and a Rothko Chapel, we are grateful. It is truly an honor to be able to sit here before you all 
in these trying times. We all have been dealing with so many different things and so many different stresses, and so to have an opportunity to address some of these things and use this healing time and this contemplative time to release some of that stress is truly an honor. I want to begin by talking a little bit about myself and my spiritual practice and my spiritual background. I've been practicing various forms of comedic, and comedic is just a term that we would often use today as Egypt. So in ancient Egyptian cultural practices, they use the term kemet to describe themselves in their land, and it actually means land of the blacks or black land. And the word Egypt is actually a, an Egyptian term. So my spiritual practice is heavily founded in ancient comedic spirituality and mysticism. Now we know that because that culture has been pretty much buried that we are um, unable to fully practice it. So I've actually spent many years searching and resurrecting pieces and sharing with other practitioners who have resurrected and intuited certain pieces. And one of the reasons why that particular form of spiritual practice really attracted me was because it was the only culture that we know of today that was able to live in peace and harmony for over 10,000 years. That gives us reason to pause. If you just think about living in peace and harmony for 10,000 years, we can't even do that in today's society for 10 days. <laughs> and if we turn on the news or hit social media, we see all of the turmoil, all of the the unrest that's plaguing our society. And so I use this particular practice to help me do what the ancient ones did, and that is to find the peace within yourself. Because our true nature is peace, love and harmony, in spite of what's going on around us. But we unfortunately all have been incarnated into a society that does not really mold and shape us into that true self, that, that peaceful, loving self. And so it's just this upward battle, this up, upward journey that we all engage in once we decide that we want to be peaceful in a world that's not so much supportive of that. And so I hope that everyone who is tuning in will experience a great sense of peace during our meditation and time together. The focal point for our contemplative time and meditation time together is, I want to word it um, in a very easy way for both parents and children, but it's really about releasing the negative energy that we hold within ourselves when we pass judgment on other people. And in the context in which we're going to work with this idea is passing judgment means within this context, formulating negative thoughts or feelings about someone. And sometimes we may think that people are doing things and behaving in certain ways that almost demand us to form <laughs> negative opinions about them. But one of the things that I discovered is that when we formulate these negative opinions about people, we actually send negative energy to them through the thought process and the feeling process because what we think, we actually begin to feel and then we project that outward. And then uh, the other side to that is we actually harness and hold that negative energy within our own energy centers, within our own being, and it gets trapped there. And so according to the National Science Foundation, we have on average 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. 80% of those thoughts are negative, and 95% of those thoughts are repetitive. Let me say that again. <laughs> On average, we have 12 to 60,000 thoughts per day. 80% of those thoughts are negative, and 95% of them are repetitive. So what does that mean? It means that we are creating this negative world that we live in through our own thoughts. And our thoughts come from our programming. And so in, in Reiki, we actually look at how a personality is developed and how we are programmed between the time of conception up until the age of seven. And so if we are projecting and thinking in this negative way 
on a daily basis and in a, in a repetitive way, that means that there's something wrong with our programming. There's something in the way that we were coded <laughs> or programmed that's giving rise to this constant repetitive negative thoughts, these thoughts and feelings. And so today we're just going to explore that and we're going to relinquish and let go some of that uh, buildup of the negative energy from our own negative thoughts uh, projected onto others and exchange that for the high vibration of acceptance. And when I first heard in my inner self, and when my higher self told me to use this as the focal point, initially I didn't really know where to go with it. And so in my practice and in my walk, a lot of times I realized the things that I um, share with other people, it comes from a place of experience. And so last week, I was, um, the last week and, and, and the week prior, I spent 10 days in California in a workshop where we were learning how to build eco-friendly dome homes. Initially, my son was registered for the event and I was just gonna go along as the observer. Around the third day, I realized that he wasn't enjoying the program, and so we decided to tap, he would tap out and I would tap in. And so I kind of like joined this group late, um, but nonetheless, I joined it. But I found something going on with myself. Every day I would show up at this wonderful work site in the mountains in California, and I would feel my energy shift. I would go from this high vibration to this low vibration, and I couldn't understand why. So each day I would wake up, you know, go to my altar, clean myself off, do my spiritual work, do my meditation, and get that vibration high and say, today is gonna be the day, my vibration is gonna stay high all day. And then I got to the work site, and then it shifted again. And this happened for like seven days, and I couldn't understand what was going on. And then the Evening before the last class, the last day, I had some time to reflect and I asked my higher self, I said, what is going on? Like, why, what's, what's up? And it just came to me loud as day, you have anxiety. And I was like, what kind of anxiety? What is it? And I heard Google racial anxiety. And I Googled it and this is what I found. From perception.org. Racial anxiety refers to the heightened levels of stress and emotion that we confront when interacting with people of other races. People of color experience concern that they will be the subject of discrimination and hostility. White people, meanwhile, worry that they will be assumed to be racist. Studies have shown that interracial interaction can cause physical symptoms of anxiety and that our nonverbal behaviors, making eye contact, using welcoming gestures, or a pleasant tone of voice, for example, can be affected as well. When everyone in a conversation is anxious that it will turn negative, it often does. This causes a kind of feedback loop where the fears and anxieties of both white people and people of color are confirmed by their everyday interactions. And while I tell you, when I read that, something inside of me, it, I can feel it now, it just, it just released me from that negative energy vortex that I was in every day. And the reason why I was there was because there was like 20 <laughs> or 18 white people there and like three or four black people. So I didn't even realize subconsciously that I was going there on this high vibration and then shifting into this anxiety space because of my thoughts because I went there every day and subconsciously passed judgment because of my programming and so I sat there and I said wow all of the stuff that I've been letting in through the news you know the, all of the violence all of the racial injustice was actually stopping me from vibrating on this high frequency of acceptance and when I shared that with the group the next morning they were, it was amazing, everything shifted. People came to me and they thanked me for it. Um, many people said that they were experiencing racial anxiety themselves. And on that last day, I was able to vibrate on my frequency, my frequency of love and acceptance, and it felt so good. 
and I had just only wished that I had did that sooner. So I want us to take a moment to get into that contemplative space and think about with all that has been going on around us, how have we allowed ourselves to vibrate on that low frequency of passing judgment? Thinking about others in a negative way, formulating negative opinions and feelings about people that we really don't know. Even when a person is displaying behaviors that may seem worthy of us formulating a negative opinion about them, we don't know what that person has gone through. We don't know what molded and shaped that person into that person that they are presenting themselves. And so today I want us to think about changing that autopilot thought process of thinking negatively about other people. I can tell you that the way I felt every day going to that work site and not being able to vibrate in that frequency of acceptance and love, it stifled me. I could feel it hurting me. And I knew that it had hurt other people as well because I wasn't able to respond to them and treat them with love and respect and honor. Oftentimes, we are victims of other people's negative thoughts and opinions of us. And it affects how we feel about ourselves and how we manifest in the world. So let's just take a moment and bring to the surface of our minds how we think about other people, how we formulate negative opinions based on race, based on differences, based on stereotypes. We're going to go through a series of release breathing. We're going to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. I'm going to guide us through that process, but when we Breathe in through the nose. We're going to allow our diaphragm muscle, which is right beneath the rib cage, to stretch outward. So it's going to give the appearance that your stomach is stretching out like a balloon. And when you exhale, you're going to pull it back in. But when you exhale, you're going to release negative energy through the breath, through the <sighs> So we're going to inhale and then exhale. <sighs> And as we get into that part of the meditation, I want you to envision yourself seeing all of the times that you can recall passing negative judgment on people. And as you exhale, you're going to release all of that negative energy from your entire being, from all of your energy centers, from your aura, from your vortex. And we're going to let the healing drum Help us release all of that energy. So wherever you are, I want you to get into a comfortable posture. It can be sitting on the floor like me. It could be sitting on a chair. It could be laying down. And children can do this as well. You can guide your children through this. And I want you to close your eyes and begin inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the mouth releasing through the breath. <sighs> Inhaling through the nose. Exhaling through the mouth. <sighs> Inhaling through the nose. Exhaling through the mouth. Releasing all negative energy associated with your negative thoughts projected onto others.
associated with passing judgment on to others. Judgment onto 
going to shift our focus towards the soul. of our thoughts are negative. How many of those negative thoughts are directed to the self? How many of those negative thoughts do we think about our own selves?
keeping the eyes closed, keeping the mind focused on aligning the self with the higher vibration frequency of acceptance. Feel yourself become light as you fill yourself with acceptance of self. and the acceptance of others. Because we are plagued with negative thinking, repetitive, and negative feelings that we send out into the universe, we're going to spend the next few minutes sending out love, acceptance, and healing energy to the universe. Continue inhaling through the nose, exhaling through the mouth, inhaling in acceptance, Exhaling negative passing of judgment onto others and the self. We can change the vibration of our world through our thoughts and our feelings. We can make 80% of our thoughts positive and loving. and have them be repetitive. That is what the world is requiring of us if we want to make the world a better place. I want breathing from inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the mouth to inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the nose. Inhaling through the nose, exhaling through the nose. As you inhale through the nose, feel yourself inhaling in the divine life force energy of the creator that we all share in. As you exhale, send that love, light energy out to the world, inhaling in the love, light energy of the creator, exhaling, sending that love energy out into the world, Feel the love energy of the creator as you inhale through the nose. Send that love energy out to the world as you exhale through the nose. Sending that love and acceptance energy out to all those people that you have passed negative judgment on, knowingly, unknowingly. It doesn't matter if you remember them or not. Just send out love energy 
and acceptance energy to their souls, wherever they may be. This is how we heal the world together. Through the acceptance and love frequency. Allow yourself to feel the joy that comes with relinquishing and letting go the negative energy associated with passing judgment in exchange for the high vibration frequency of acceptance and love. May you walk with this energy today and every day after today tap. You may open your eyes. This concludes our contemplative and meditation time together. If you have any questions, this is our Q&A time. You can go ahead and send your questions in via the chat group. Okay. All right. So we're back, everyone. Thank you so much for that amazing contemplative practice. I feel, I don't know about you all, but I'm already just feeling so much more relaxed. Um, we have a lot of questions and reflections that are coming in. So I wanna start by sharing, um, let's see what Lava said, lovely Aset. This was so timely and healing. Thank you for sharing your gift. See if there's just any other general reflections. Um, okay, we have Chalandra asking, thank you, this was beautiful. How can we contact you and where do you teach from? I want you all to know that we'll send a follow-up email to everyone who's registered and we'll include um, any links that you have to websites or social media and we'll also include Asset's email. So we're not gonna be able, unfortunately, to get through every single question today, 
but for those that we don't get to, you'll have an opportunity to email us that directly, and she has very generously offered to take the time to, re to respond to you all. Um, the, the first question was just asking where you teach from uh, here in Houston. It's interesting, I, I teach, I'm in Houston of course, and I, I teach mostly online right now, but I do um, periodic classes. So I, do, I teach a, a beginner's Reiki class once a year in Houston, and I do travel to other cities to teach them as well, as long as there's someone there to host me. Okay, excellent. Mm -hmm. um, Heather said, thank you, that was beautiful. So one person asked, Dafina said, I started to get a headache. What does that mean? It, it depends. Um, it, sometimes when people are going through the breathing exercises, if they're not used to it, um, it can cause a headache because you're actually slowing down the breath to get into a more meditative space. And so even when I teach my meditation classes, the first thing we do is focus on regulating the breath and learning how to be able to manipulate the breath so that you can slow down the thought process. So sometimes it's the breathing um, that, that causes that in the beginning. Okay, great. Uh, David Green is asking, can you explain comedic Reiki healing? Sure. So comedic Reiki, uh, like I said in the beginning, the term comedic basically uh, is it's the ancient, uh, it's, it means Egypt <laughs> in Greek. And so with Kemetic Reiki, we actually use a lot of uh, ancient Egyptian um, spirituality to help heal the seven main energy centers. So today, a lot of people just know it as Reiki, um, and it's a Japanese word, the word Reiki. But actually, when you go to Egypt, you will see that people were practicing Reiki um, by looking at the paintings on the walls. And so I actually tap into some of that ancient aspect of that healing modality to help people release years and years of trauma, um, even trauma from previous lifetimes to help them tap into their higher self in this lifetime. That's great. Uh, Pita says 12,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day, 80% negative, 95% repetitive is overwhelming. How do you master the mind? That's like the question, right? <laughs> well, that's beautiful. Tell us the answer. What's that's, the trick? That's really good because I had wanted to infuse this in, but I didn't have the time in the beginning. In my spiritual practice, the first thing, one of the first things that we're taught to develop is called the immune consciousness. Mm -hmm. And the immune consciousness is basically your witnessing consciousness. So it's that aspect of the mind that's always there watching, seeing, waiting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but because we're so busy and inundated and there's so many things tugging at our attention, we don't have that relationship with the witnessing consciousness. So when you develop that relationship by stilling yourself and listening and watching and observing your own thoughts, then you can begin to correct them. And then so what happens is when you see yourself thinking negatively about someone and you say, mm -mm, that's not right, <laughs> you know, then you fix it. And what that does is it starts to correct and change those 80% of negative thoughts more to positive thoughts. So it's the witnessing consciousness that you spend, I spend a lot of time with. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, just be quiet. I don't need to hear everything. <laughs> and so can you, I just want to elaborate on that question. So this, this thought comes up that you're having toward a person or maybe toward a situation. How do you correct it? Like, can you give us an example of what you do or what you say that, that helps you to like eliminate it or make that shift? Uh, great question. So like today, this meditation is a tool now that everyone can use, right? Because now we are aware of this whole idea of passing judgment. And so if you see someone like coming to the store and they cut you off in line, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a person of another ethnic group and you watch your mind say, oh, they're so rude, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're so rude, right? You kind of like get in there and say, no, they're not rude. This person is rude. And so that helps to change that, that autopilot, that automatic stereotyping. And then you just tweak it. And then you kind of like just continue that all day. It's like what I call informal meditation. Mm -hmm. And so I spend more time in that informal space because I know what the correct behavior and thought process should be. So I work on correcting it as I observe myself engaging in the negative. So what I'm hearing is there's the awareness, mm -hmm. there's listening, and then it's 
it's literally replacing it with a new narrative. It's Absolutely. Like replacing it with a new thought. Yes. That is so helpful and so hard to do, right? Yes. It's like we understand these concepts, but the practice is, is the most challenging. Um, Shen Marie said, Dua Goddess Nefer. Oh. <laughs> okay, Carol Garman is asking, how can we navigate uncertainty and even threat as we deal with the pandemic? And it looks like the question isn't complete here. I see I teach art and I'm so concerned for my, I don't know if that's son, but I think that's enough of the question to respond to. Yeah. One of the things that I really realized um, going through this pandemic, we're all sharing in it, right, as citizens of this country and even throughout the world. But if we sit down and ask ourselves, how much does worrying change things, right? <laughs> so when you observe yourself in this worrying space and you say, what is worrying going to do? Well, it's not going to help the situation, but it's going to hurt you. Because when we're in a worry or stress state of mind, our bodies are giving off hormones and producing negative hormones that make us think that we are in a traumatic situation. And so it actually um, makes the whole situation worse. It exacerbates it. Mm -hmm. So it's like things are happening. You know, there's that prayer that God give me the courage to accept the things, right, that I mm -hmm. can't change and the wisdom or strength to change the things mm -hmm. that I can. That's really important right now, because if we can't change it, if we can't do something to change it, then we just have to accept it with peace and then work on the things that we can change. How can we contribute to this whole thing? But the first thing I would say is really try to work on getting a, a rid of the worrying and the fear and the stress, because it doesn't change the situation. It just changes you for the negative. Yeah, that's really helpful. So, and I wanna finish the, the words that were missing from Carol. It was students and myself. Okay. Um, so we have A. Uh, Schubrook, who says, thank you, Aset and the Rothko Chapel for this beneficial meditation and paradigm shift in thinking. And then it looks like this might be the last question. Um, the last individual is asking, how can I avoid harboring negativity towards someone who's openly hateful? Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. It is. And it, you know, I thought about this this morning, and when I think about like the concept of the samurai, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like the samurai has this duty to fulfill or had this duty to fulfill. And it was often, um, you know, a duty that involved maybe defending the, the emperor, right? And so he or she had to do it from a place of emotionlessness, right? You don't want to be attached to having to address someone. So it's like if someone is repeatedly coming into my home and stealing my things, right? I don't have to get angry and nasty with the person. All I have to do is not let them in anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, let them know you can't come here anymore <laughs> because mm -hmm. you're taking my things. And so when we're dealing with people who are adverse, negative, um, or, or just, just outright unrighteous, we create that wall of separation to the best of our ability but we work arduously not to allow that to change who we are inside because mm -hmm. who we are truly, we are divine, peaceful beings. And that's what we all really want mm -hmm. at the core of who we are. That's so good and also very difficult, but it sounds like it's really practicing boundaries, right, of those. It is, it definitely. So the, the key again is really being con in control of what's going on inside of you, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm thinking negative, then I'm feeling negative and then I'm emitting negative energy, right? And we don't want someone else's negativity to force us into that space. Right. So what we do is we set up the boundaries like you said, we create what we have to to protect ourselves, mm -hmm. but we don't let that person's negativity transmute us mm -hmm. <laughs> into a mirror of what they are. Yeah, it's so good. And Dafina uh, has said, beautiful and thank you. Okay. So on that note, <laughs> beautiful and thank you. We do have a couple more minutes left. I'm wondering if there's just anything else you'd like to share that you felt like you didn't get to or that you'd like the, everyone out in the, the virtual world know. Sure. I, I just want to encourage everyone, including myself, um, because I, I opened up sharing my own personal experience. And this morning when I was in the shower preparing, I actually released all of the negative energy from thinking negatively about other people. 
and myself. Everything that I took you all through, I did this morning. So I encourage everyone to make this an ongoing uh, process of shedding away the layers of negativity and trying to tap into your witness and consciousness to observe and watch your thoughts and hold yourself accountable. We don't have to stay stuck in this negative thinking and feeling paradigm. We have the power to change. Sometimes it means turning off the TV, turning off social media, turning off those things that are sending us those negative messages until we stabilize ourselves. And so I encourage all of us to do that in these times. That's it. Oh, so great. Thank you so much for all of the, the time and wisdom and this practice that you shared with us today. I know it was really helpful for me and I trust that it was for you all as well. So thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's, been, it's been a joy. So before we go, everyone, we, as I was mentioning at the beginning, we do have this um, offering 12 moments, the first Wednesday of the month from 12 to one. And we're gonna continue to offer this virtually until it feels safe enough to be able to physically gather here inside the chapel. So our next offering is going to be on Wednesday, September the 2nd. It's going to be in the Jewish tradition. And what we're gonna be doing for the coming months, very similar to what we did today, is inviting uh, individuals of different um, spiritual and religious practices to lead us through a practice within their tradition that's really focusing on sound and music with the idea of how we can use these practices to sustain our spirit. So like today, you know, as we're facing just life itself, which can be very challenging, but then these added layers of the pandemic and the continued injustice, um, how do we do exactly what Asset was sharing and create that boundary to, to continue to be able to, to protect that beautiful spirit mm -hmm. and the light within us um, so that we can continue to uh, put out that positive energy and and make positive change. So I, I do hope that you all will join me for that. Thank you again. Thank and I hope you all have a beautiful day.